in the world to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call planet Earth. Oh boy, it is April 22nd, the day after Jesus returned. (laughs) He's back, baby. And he's back with a vengeance. Hellfire is raining down from the sky. And uh, people are being returned to <laughs> glory in the form of rapture, baby. In the form of rapture. <laughs> man, man alive. It is, it's, I have something, now I have something in my eye. <laughs> I got, I got some poo in my eye, guys. <laughs> I'm just squinting over here with. All the dust from the rapture. Yeah, there's so much rapture dust out there, guys. <laughs> like, Jesus, could you have brought, like, a Swiffer mop or something like that? Clean this place up? I was not prepared for the rapture being either so long or so dusty. Yes. <laughs> I, I was prepared for it to be short and clean. Yeah, exactly. I thought not it would just sort of be like, boop! Yes. I thought it'd be like, I thought there'd be a moment, like, you know, you'd hear, like, a swell of like it'd be like a and you'd like you know you 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 know when you hear something going on outside but you don't want people to see you peeking uh you know you don't want people to see that you're looking so you kind of like just like put your like dip your blind down a little bit and you just peek your little eye out or or you take your curtain and you peel it back a bit uh you know you do one of those and then you see like the lights shining down and like Jesus is like you know got his arms up in the air and he's like those who were real ones, <laughs> time to come home. Those who weren't real ones, uh, you're doomed. You're doomed, buddy. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was going to be like a, a at least yeah. a day-long affair. Yeah. But now we're going on day two. Um, yeah. Not fun. There's too much dust. Is this, much. <laughs> is this just what life on Earth post-rapture is going to be? It's like just normal life. We're still making podcasts. <laughs> But, but just like but minor, just, very dusty. just like minor annoyances, like there being a lot of dust, yes. and also like cell phone reception has been notably like all right. Wasabi is like a lot hotter now for some reason, and you don't realize you always forget when you get sushi, so you like put more wasabi on your sushi than you like think you can take, or then you put the right amount on for what you think you can take, and then you eat it, and it's like ooh ooh ooh, and you're like you got that burning in your nose. Oh, that's so annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like uh, your fly just goes down for no reason throughout the day. <laughs> Everyone's fly. And everyone always, even though their fly is also down, they go like uh, XYZ pre PDQ. And you go, what does that mean? And they go, examine your zipper pretty darn quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy Masiax, for that one. I've uh, never heard the PDQ part of that. Yes. It's a new one. It's fresh for the rapture. <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it's an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers. Never had a sculptor. 
I always include sculptor in that list, but I've never had a sculptor. I've had people who have sculpted, but no one who identifies solely as a sculptor, uh, which is disappointing. I think it's a dying art form. I know one. I can. You do. Know I can one? get her to you. Is she, is she good? Then yes, I'm interested. Thank you for your honesty. I I, I I trust that if she wasn't good, you'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Is she good? No. Nah. She's like eight. <laughs> she makes all her sculpt all her sculpts out of uh, macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. Have her call me in ten years <laughs> when she's made a real piece. When she's a prodigy of macaroni yeah. sculpture. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That's true. I have also also not had a macaroni artist on the show. Mm. Maybe it's time. I'm going to go scoping out kindergarten classes. <laughs> <laughs> it is also the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back, everybody who's still around in this world. and <laughs> hasn't been taken off to heaven. Uh, to bask in the eternal glory of the Lord. <laughs> yes, and uh, today we have uh, two wonderful guests joining us today. Uh, later, I said today twice. Failure. Total fail. Going to end up on like Tom Bergeron's new show. Total I mean, fail. I mean, that's why we're still here after the rapture. Yeah, just can't get my words straight. Because we say today twice in one Ooh, sentence. What if we're ghosts? Oh, what if we just are go- all ghosts and we don't realize we're ghosts and we're just like we have unfinished business? Oh, what man. would your unfinished business be? Probably that I was supposed to do this podcast yeah. and Ooh. just didn't get to do so it. So once we're finished with this podcast <laughs> yeah. episode, we'll be we will be saved. Yeah. Well, that's your thing. I don't know if that's if if my unfinished finished business as a podcast, but let's let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. We'll see. I hope that at the end of this, you don't just get t- blasted off in a beam of light and I'm stuck here alone, not knowing what my unfinished business is. But anyway, we have two great <laughs> guests for you guys today. Later on, we'll be joined by a uh, play-by-play commentator for the Chicago Cubs, Buck Johnson, uh, who also apparently was not good enough to be salvaged from the rapture. Um, and we are also joined currently... By uh, performing later this month at, uh, or this week, actually, at Ferndale Spring Fever's Magic Bag. She's an art rock, avant-garde, paper bag, mask-wearing, son of a gun. (laughs) She is Kirsten Carey of Throwaway. Hi. Hi. Also, to be clear, the paper bag mask lady is... Huh? You don't know. Oh, you don't know. We don't know who that is. She is just around. She's just around. You're in just, the internet. You just play guitar. Yes. Okay, that is fair. <laughs> uh, so you are Kirsten Carey. Where the frick are you from? What do you do? Where? How? Who? Who are you? Uh, well. Well. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you just turned this whole interview on its head. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was, uh, born and raised in Chicago, actually. Chicago. Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh. Is the pizza better there? Yeah. It is. Oh, you well, don't even think about it. I mean, I'm just a huge fan of the deep dish. I mean, like, Detroit pizza, also very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, 
when backed against a corner, I will always defend the Chicago deep dish. The Chicago deep dish, it is very indulgent. I yeah. love it. It is very indulgent. You got to be in like a, a particular state of mind. Oh, yeah. You have to be in a sad mood that week. <laughs> yeah, it's a special occasion kind of pizza for yes. sure. Also because it's kind of expensive. It is. Uh, yes. I feel like Detroit pizza is like a, you can have it on every Friday if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, Chicago pizza is like you can't have a cheesecake pizza every week, <laughs> which is basically what a Chicago style pizza is. It's true. But it's it's much more of a casserole than a traditional pizza. It is a casserole. Casserole for assholes. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hey, hey! I'm from Chicago. Uh, what about the hot dogs? What's better, Chicago or D? Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's different hot dogs. Mm-hmm. It's, <sighs> that sounds very diplomatic. Yeah, I mean, because like you know, if you just wanted like a hot dog with some relish, or no, wait, shit. Doesn't Chicago do like some? They put like. Yeah, no, you're not supposed to put relish on in Chicago. I think oh, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm we now. See. I'm now really betraying that I'm not may- maybe very well versed on my <laughs> Chicago dogs because I'm I'm all about the relish when yes. I have a hot dog. Hot relish is good. From according to my quick Google search, a Chicago style hot dog is topped with yellow mustard, check, chopped white onions, bright green sweet pickle relish. Okay, good. Yeah, a yeah. dill pickle spear, tomato slices, or wedges, pickled sporked peppers, and a dash of celery salt. Never had one. <laughs> I yeah, don't. I don't think I've ever had one quite like that. Also because I don't like raw tomatoes, so that could Ooh, be why. You are not going to be saved in the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already haven't been. Well, I'm spoiler and alerting it for you. <laughs> so you are from Chicago. Yeah. Um, how long did you live there for most of your life? I li- Well, I lived there until the age of 18 the- when I departed to attend the University of Michigan. Mm, that's a school near here. It's a school near here. <laughs> yes. Coincidence? Coincidence? I don't think so. It's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you fell in love. Yes. And you stuck around. Yes. Yes. I actually did move to L.A. for two years. Whoa. In between then and now. Why? Uh, I'm a giant fan of animation. Mm-hmm. So I was like... What if I could do sound design for animation or, uh, like, write for it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote about it, and I actually did do sound design for some animation. Yes. But then I was like, I don't like L.A., so I moved yeah. back. <laughs> what, what didn't you like about it? You spend so much time in traffic. Yeah. It's... When are they going to figure that out? I don't know, man. They're trying. They're apparently building a bunch of new trains. Ooh. Uh, they're building a train <gasps> to the airport. Whoa. Uh, who knows when it'll be done. So you can take a train to the airport and then take a plane to the other side of the city. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that should be the answer. Just build a bunch of airports. I mean, there are, there are like, there's, an, there's a LAX, which uh-huh. is like kind of south west mm-hmm. and then there's the Burbank airport which is like northeast so I don't know if they do any charter flights from LAX to Burbank let's make it happen guys at certain parts of the day it would probably be faster than driving yeah that's what I hear I'm, 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 I'm afraid I'd like to go to LA sometime but I do not like I like driving 
I don't like sitting. I don't like like just parking lot driving. Though. Oh yeah. So I feel like I would drive. It would drive me up a wall. Uh, I've never been to New York City either, and I fear I hear that is basically the same there. Yeah. And don't drive in New York if you can help it. Yeah. At least New York has trains. Yes. At least they got some underground trains, baby. But you can't have a subway in in L.A. There's some subway there in is? L.A. Yeah. Like underground. Yeah. I would not want to do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> for real. It's like, is this safe? Like, they okay. just have like hurricanes or earthquakes on the reg over there. Yeah. Uh, not, 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 not about to go deep into the earth. That was like a serious, like, because I, you know, I've lived in the Midwest my whole life until I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. And I just became, at some point, it occurred to me that an earthquake could happen. Mm hmm. And I just got horrified. Yeah. I was just like, what if the earthquake, how do I do it? What happens? <laughs> what if I die? What if I'm driving and all, everything falls down? What if it just becomes a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie at, at any point? Right. But I'm not as ripped as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. So I'm not just yet. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows not how, yet. how yeah. ripped we'll have to become in the rapture. That's Dwayne's true. Dwayne's gone. So we need a new, we need a new uh, guy to play, uh, What's his name in Fast and Furious? Oh, God. I Not Hobbs. Know. Hobbs is the other guy. Shaw. Wait, no. He is Hobbs. Rock is Hobbs. The, and, and Jason Satham is Shaw. <laughs> Never seen the Fast and Furious movies? I have not, but I am oh, hope they're, to. They're... <laughs> I do hope to. You still I've, have time. I've, yeah. Well, oh, now that it's the rapture, I can just binge the Fast and Furious well, maybe, films. Maybe Paradise is all <laughs> Fast and Furious movies, all movies all the time. Yeah. Even ones that have not even been made yet. And Paul Walker's still in. Yeah. <laughs> They're great movies, like legitimately. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been told. I've been told by many people that it's like, no, legitimately, you should watch these. They are amazing. Yeah. I, I I do aspire to watch them someday. So you so what what how did you get involved in making music? What 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 drove you? Uh, I mean, for a long time as a kid, I mean, you know, I wavered around in what I wanted to be, but for a long time, I settled on like animator, and I really wanted to be an animator for a long time, and then I discovered gorillas. Oh yeah. Uh and the album Demon Days specifically and my That's like a good one. It's it's my favorite. <laughs> and uh it kind of like instead of being like an animator that loved music, I became a musician that loves animation. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like swapped. Yeah. <laughs> um cuz I was already by that point uh, playing the saxophone Ooh. in school, and I had already picked up the guitar because uh, my friend in the sixth grade said that we should make a band, so I started learning the guitar, and then she decided she was too cool for me. So, did, you, did, you even co- did you guys even come up with a band name before she dipped out on you? I don't even remember. Man, it was probably something really good. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was probably super catchy and witty i was in a band in high school shout out to these guys we we, we only did a couple of rehearsals we were called gauntlet <laughs> the french version of gauntlet <laughs> it's great that's really good yeah. gauntlet. gauntlet yeah <laughs> and we just did weezer covers <laughs> yes <laughs> that's amazing mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so, uh, so you, what, after you were betrayed in the sixth grade, uh, what, what led you to continuing to make music? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just got, um, I just felt like at a certain point, I mean, you know, I had, a one of those, my, my mother is an alcoholic, so like music became a way for me to kind of cope with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said was, is, <laughs> um, but like, uh. So it became a way for me to cope with that and, you know, like closing myself in my room and like writing songs or playing songs on my guitar was sort of like the method that I had. Um, And uh, like I I had a guitar teacher in high school, like I got more and more serious about it as time went on. Um, And then in high school, my guitar teacher was like, oh, well, you're, like, learning to solo. Like, I had started learning, like, the blues and, like, going to, like, a guitar camp or something. Exactly. Uh, And he was, like, yeah, I mean, if you really want to learn to, like, solo, you should learn how to play jazz. So I was, like, ooh, jazz, that sounds fancy. I'll try it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I already had an (laughs) aspect. That your voice sounded like in high school. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, mister. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I'd already sort of had an aspiration to study music in college, but there's not really, like, if you play guitar, like, I I can't really play classical guitar, not in, like, Mm -hmm. the, like, you know, yeah, like the like putting one foot up and like doing the finger picking on yeah. special strings mm-hmm. kind of. I can't do that. You can't. You can't <laughs> play like American football. <laughs> that guy. That guy knows how to strum. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. I was like, kind of like, maybe I'll do like a songwriting degree, and and my guitar teacher was like, please don't do that, please, please just try jazz out. So <laughs> I tried it, and I liked it, and I went to college for it. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> so what what led you down the path of what what is throwaway? What first of all, let's let's start there. What the heck is throwaway for those who are uninitiated? Uh, throwaway is an art rock slash experimental rock slash multimedia duo. Thank you, Andalisi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so like throwaway was sort of birthed in as like a phoenix from the flames of my existential crisis as I graduated from college, realizing that I had a degree in jazz guitar and what the hell kind of like actual job was that going to get me? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like and it was also like this kind of feeling where my my roots are in rock music um and I had spent 4 years sort of n- not engaging with that root mm-hmm. so I was just had this sort of like continuous fire to restart like a rock project but like over the course of my 4 years at U of M I like my music taste got very like weird and aggressive. Um, 
like instead of listening to bebop like at some point in my uh sophomore year i started listening to like experimental music and free jazz and which led to like kind of other pastures like the boredoms and naked city Mm -hmm. um and so like which also then like right when i graduated from college i discovered mr bungle and i discovered hilariously primus for the first time in my life (laughs) uh and the talking heads uh and so like that that was sort of the musical basis where Throwaway was coming from, where it was like me returning to my rock roots, but like through this lens of experimental music that I now kind of regularly engaged in and with. Um, so that's why it's so weird. Very cool. So let's hear a song from Throwaway. What is this first song you'll be showing us called? Uh, this is our, our new single. It's called uh, The Brilliant Society of the Illustrious Mule. Ooh, and what's this one about? Uh, it's sort of about the Russian hackers. It's, Ooh. But it's like, like, I imagine the narrator of this song being from this cult called The Brilliant Society of the Illustrious Mule uh, <laughs> that's trying to br- bring forth this, like, what they view as a holy mule that will make... Uh, the apocalypse happen, but and they're just like a bunch of sweaty hackers looking to bring this mule into power, and the mule's name is Don. By... That is subtle. <laughs> yeah, it's subtle, but not a lot of people have picked up on it actually. Despite like in the music video, the music video that we have for this is just like a pop culture collage, and when I say the name Don for the uh, mule, it's a, it's a. A clip of Donald Duck, like in a temper tantrum, like tearing at grass. <laughs> Don't tell Disney. Yeah, no, please. <laughs> they're gonna pull you. They're gonna buy, buy you out and put you on their Disney Plus streaming. Platform. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many little strategies in that video that I uh, used to stop from being sued. <laughs> Good. No one wants to be sued. No one wants to be sued. That's why, like, all the clips are very short and very distorted with static and stuff. There you go. (laughs) So here is Throwaway with the Brilliant Society of the Illustrious Mule.
we Wahoo, baby. That was the Brilliant Society of the Illustrious Mule by Throwaway. I don't know why I said that so cute. <laughs> by Throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have, you, speaking of your working with doing some animation stuff, uh, you were actually on the Rick and Morty soundtrack doing it's a true. guitar solo. It's true. Bam. How did that come? Up? How did that come come to be? So when I I I lived in LA for two years, mm-hmm. and when I lived in LA for two years, I uh, worked uh, as a studio assistant to, for a man named Jonathan Snipes, who happens to be in this uh, uh, group clipping. Mm-hmm. There um, we go. And uh, so a lot of my. Uh, work other than like I mean he taught me like how to use pro tools and like started me up with like sound effects editing and stuff um but then the like nerdy cool part of my job was that I you know it's like I was like selling merch for clipping at shows and like I got to like at one point like they played on like one of the late night shows and I was like you know like Oh, you forgot a chord at home? Let me go. <laughs> but then I get to see the screening. Ha ha! You know? Um, last. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, yeah. So I had like a relationship and a friendship with this band. Um, and after I moved back, uh, I mean, it, it was a well-known fact to all those guys that I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Can we sub- just say, I, I know it's controversial to say this point, but Rick and Morty is a great show. Yes. And it's just been ruined by its fan base. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God! I, okay, sidetrack for a second. So, like, my day job uh, is that I write for this, like, um, like, this YouTube channel that, like, kind of writes, like, videos about animation, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, like, kind of commentary or like kind of weird info gathering stuff or conspiracy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the third season, I actually was like hired by them to like write a bunch of Rick and Morty stuff, a lot of like conspiracy things. Mm-hmm. And literally on the comments of one of the videos I wrote, someone accused me of not having a high enough IQ. <laughs> it's like, you have to have a really high IQ to write about Rick and Morty. I'm like, <laughs> Dude! <laughs> You're the meme. <laughs> You're the meme! <laughs> like, there you go. Oh, man. Um, so you... Uh, so you are... They knew you were always a big fan of yeah, Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. So they knew I was a big fan. Um, and so Clipping is on Sub Pop, which is put, put out the Rick and Morty album. So Sub Pop asked Clipping mm-hmm. to... Uh, write a song for it and so Jonathan texted me knowing I was a huge Rick and Morty fan just like texted me like yeah so Sub Pop just asked Clipping to do a song for the Rick and Morty soundtrack and I'm really thinking it needs a guitar solo and you're I, like I'll call someone I'll call someone else and I know someone um, I literally my reaction was literally to fall to the floor and drop my cell phone <laughs> It's like, I guess that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, that's how it came about. Um, luck and charity. 
My two best friends. <laughs> my two best friends, Luck and Charity. So, and people uh, being very nice. So you, you've you talked a lot about like loving cartoons and animation and all that. Um, obviously, Rick and Morty is, is uh, I would imagine, one of your favorites. Yes. Uh, what are some of your other favorites? Uh, big BoJack fan. Oh, yeah. BoJack. BoJack. That show is just, like, it just keeps staying good, man. It keeps it's staying good. I've, it, like it gets better every season. Every somehow. and it's like the end, the end slate song. Like it gets me every time. Oh, it's the same song, but like every time I'm just like it, because it always ends on like a somber note. Yeah, <laughs> or just like a, and it's just ah, uh, it, it gets me. It's a great show. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah, huge Bojack fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm also just very into anime. Yes. So I have top like, three. Top three. Oh boy. Um. Let's say uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, classic, classic. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh yeah, those two can be swift, 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 <laughs> swip them. Uh, but then yeah, slot three is where it gets it gets dicey. It's it gets dicey. I mean, it depends on so many things. Like maybe Steinsgate. Ooh, I don't even know that one. Ooh, it's a good one. Steinsgate. It's about uh uh some college students in Akibahara in Tokyo that like uh make a are able they have like a a, f- a phone microwave that can send text messages back in time that sounds awesome <laughs> it's really good it's like it's great because it's actually like very like it gets super it's like a slow ramp mm-hmm. it's like kind of feels like very like mundane for a while and then like shit goes down <laughs> and it's like it's it's great because it's like it feels sort of like grounded but it's like a time travel thing it's really good I gotta Highly put that on my anime list recommended for the anime list of anyone <laughs> any fan any fan mm-hmm I'm a big fan of Psychopaths. Ooh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? One I actually watched recently that I really loved was Parasite. I've not seen Parasite. Ooh. Oh man, it's so good. Ooh. It's such a such a good show. Like super weird, like um, like Eldritch horror, like oh, not, sweet. like um, or like more like Cronenberg kind of like body horror kind of stuff, and it's just oh, like sweet. Oh, it's such a cool show. <laughs> um, yeah, not as much Eldritch horror. That was the wrong word. Um, yeah, it's great. Very good show. Uh, sweet. So uh, let's talk a little bit about like your your songwriting process because it is it's a different style than like uh, your 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 typical rock, your typical jazz. It's avant garde, and it's uh it's it's a, I imagine it's a lot of like I mean it is a lot of like tongue in cheek kind of like um rid, like fantastical like kind of like plots and stuff like that. Uh, so how do you kind of approach approach that? Um, I mean, I almost always start with a guitar riff. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of like playing around. Recently, it's sort of been like, there have been like a few riffs that I kind of just stumble upon, but recently I've sort of been like, I'm going to write a throwaway song right now or like see where I get. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the early days of the project, I feel like now... I feel like it was this blessed state where I could just like sit down, write a song in a sitting Mm -hmm. and then like go away. But like (laughs) recently, and I think Mule is actually the first song in this trend where like, it'll be like, I'll land on a guitar riff and like for like the main bit 
and maybe the chorus. Like for Mule, I just remember I had but it up, but it up, but it up, but it up forever. And I just had no idea what to do with it. And I kept singing random stuff over it and just like it wasn't quite working. And like I could didn't really know where to go from there. And there's there's just so many like scrapped parts of that song. <laughs> like kind of starting with Mule and for like every song I wrote after that, it's almost become this like jigsaw puzzle where I'm like. I like have these like guitar sections and I'm just kind of smashing them together to see how they work. And I might like, like I might kind of get the structure together, but then like listen back and be like, yeah, and like maybe like change a transition by like taking off a beat or a half a beat of something <laughs> to see if I can make that go together. Um, and then typically after I have, the guitar in place I'll go and uh start I, coming up with a melody and then like almost always for lyrics I like kind of just like try to do like a stream of consciousness thing to start mm -hmm. like to kind of just get my brain working like how else would dibble d dibble dum be the first words <laughs> of that song um and so I'll sort of try to just like get something from off the top of my brain and then like once I have sort of like a landing point I'll start kind of like more craftily like going back and changing things and like going off from there um I feel like the the lyrics of Mule are kind of like uh it, it's definitely one of the more outlandish plots of a throwaway <laughs> song, probably. But also, ah, that's probably not true. <laughs> it's an outlandish it's project. Outlandish. It's an outlandish project, yeah. Yes. Um, so speaking of the outlandish side of throwaway, uh, you have a YouTube channel mm -hmm. uh, where you post things that a band might post on YouTube, like music videos. But you also have uh, this video series that you have on there called Throwaway Vid Ditties. Mm -hmm. um, please describe what these vid ditties are. Because so... <laughs> I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. They're doing their job. So basically, they're just like little kind of like minute and a half happenings. Yes. Like video <laughs> happenings. Um, they're all I, I feel like this will be subject to change, possibly, but as of now, they've all been accompanied by uh, a song that I wrote specifically for them, and, mm -hmm. like, part of my challenge of all the songs that have appeared for the Vid Ditties is that, like, I wanted to write them by myself in an hour. Okay. I was like, I have an hour, whatever comes out in this hour is the thing, mm -hmm. um, which is a really fun challenge. Yeah. Um, and is why they're kind of all like weird and it's stripped down and, yeah. uh, I'm heavily relying on a vocoder, <laughs> uh, cause writing with vocoders are super fun. Um, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, it's sort of like I had these, um, had these songs and then just like these videos of just like random things that happened. And then it's this sort of like thing of like can I make these things go together what <laughs> happens if I like splice it or edit it weird or whatever and um 
Yeah. But yeah, they're mostly just like weird little happenings. I recently was able to sort of contextualize in a weird way what I was doing through uh, the wonderful world of Japanese mascots. Are you familiar? No. Oh, boy. Um, So in Japan, like every town, tourist board, like some police stations, like businesses, a couple prisons, like have mascots. What? Yes. Like characters in like costumes that come out and like represent their prison. Yes. <laughs> it's like literally there is a prison that has a mascot because it's like the prisons near the town. So the mascot job is to like tell the kids like walking to school that they shouldn't be scared of the prison <laughs> just like, me yeah it's like oh it's this cute <laughs> mascot yeah like the, like seriously but like uh, the, the beautiful thing about these mascots is that there are just videos online of these mascots just doing random shit oh my god <laughs> and it is amazing and in particular there are these two mascots um who are technically unofficial. Mm -hmm. So like they are not owned by a city or a town, but they still sort of represent one anyway, (laughs) sometimes to the city or town's chagrin. But there are these two mascots. One is named Funyashi and the other is named Chitan. Chitan. And Chitan in particular, just like her Twitter and Instagram is just filled with her doing random stunts and it's like these like eight second videos that's like like one is like cheetah like bouncing on like a, a little trampoline and she's just bouncing and like in front of her is just like some like mats and she's just bouncing on this trampoline and then just dives head first onto the mat and just falls over oh my god and that's the video <laughs> And I was like, like when I watched these, I made them after I made the first, or I watched them after the first two vid ditties, and I was sort of like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's is, what I'm doing. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. This is this is the context. Okay, I know this now. Funny you get going the context forward. of the thing you're making after, right? <laughs> after it was you make super it. weird. Serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is this next song you will be showing us? Uh. What is the next song I brought? Uh, the next song you brought is Family Cry. Yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. why I said it like that. Family Cry. Family Cry. Uh, this is actually, uh, so Throwaway has an album coming out. Um, mm. It'll be on streaming platforms on uh, July 12th. Uh, but we have a show that I don't think I can announce yet, but it'll be on July 11th. <laughs> Um, officially announced. Officially announced the date of it. Yes, not the location. Seven um, Eleven. <laughs> yes. Um, Get your slurpees and go to the show. Yes, please. Um, but uh, uh, this song is not on that album. <laughs> Mule is. Uh, but uh, this song is from our first kind of single release. Um, it sounds significantly more lo-fi than these new songs but i'm particularly fond of both the the music video and the song itself very cool so here is throwaway with family cry it seems today you know you see 
on to our next guest so buckle up guys because he is a legend uh in in the the sports play-by-play community at least uh he is the play-by-play commentator and i know you're particularly excited about this kirsten yes uh he's the play-by-play commentator for the chicago cubs please welcome buck johnson oh uh, how's it go there michael uh great to have you buck uh uh, you're a legend uh, in the in the sports commentating community. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm a legend. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I'm well traveled. Yes. I, I, I would say yeah. you're uh, and you've been around. But I mean, you've been around for like 
thir- was it thirty five years, Kirsten? Is that is I think thirty six. Yeah. Yeah, thirty six. Well, we, we know uh, we know a lot about you, Buck. Well, you know anyone who uh, has Wikipedia nowadays knows knows a lot about me. I've shared a lot of personal details Dang. on there, Dang. including my penis size. Yes. Uh, which uh, some would say was uh, inappropriate and unnecessary. Well, you know, I, I noticed uh, when I first discovered the Wikipedia, uh, I'd go on to the baseball players, like opponents, uh, team uh, teams of, uh, of opponents of players, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd see that they have their stats, their yes. height, their weight, yes. uh, where they're from. RBI. Uh, and uh, so what I would do is I would start putting in their penis size. and uh, Their penis size. Yeah. And I figured, why not put mine in there, Wait, too? Wait, so how, how, how do you know their penis size? Uh, just uh, based off their, yeah, their, uh, their height. Their uh, their weight, their RBI, their. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just thought, it, you know, I figured I could, I could probably calculate it down. Uh, I've got a, a, a bulletproof equation that I use, so uh, you know, it it works. You know? Bulletproof. <laughs> Bull- so if someone tried to murder your equation, you would, it would survive. It would stand stand up to. Uh, I think uh, you mean fifty caliber bullet shot from three <laughs> okay. miles away if it wanted. Okay, to be so you don't mean yeah. foolproof. You mean bulletproof. It's bulletproof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But an but an idiot could mess with the equation. Uh, they could. Uh, <laughs> it's not foolproof. And uh, as my wife would say, they the uh, one has invented it. So uh, uh, you know, bazing. Yeah. How is your wife? She's great. She's great. Um, uh, she's on a, a camping trip with her uh, tennis instructor right a now. Candy trip, camping trip, camping trip with her tennis instructor right now. Oh, yeah. So uh, that sounds 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 like a a great trip. You know, yeah. I I know she's in good hands. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't you don't worry about her being uh, out on a camping trip alone with someone else. Uh. Well, I know Ralphio, and he's a great man, and uh, he's got a hell of a swing with the tennis racket. So, uh, yeah. and I know just by the fact that he hit, he's able to hit so many balls with that thing. And I know he's hug like a stallion. <laughs> I know he's hug like a stallion. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you are um, you were former uh, former commentator for the New York Mets. Yeah, the, but there was the Mets. Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of got tired of tired of. Uh, um, I guess just the the Mets were a good team, good organization. Uh, but I felt like I was uh in the shadow of a lot of uh, New York play by play guys at the time. So yeah. that's why I moved over to, like, to Chicago, uh, Chi Town. Like, uh, I can't think of any. Uh, Major Burger, Major Burger, great, yeah. great uh, play-by-play guy yeah. over there. Also and, a great uh, burger. Well, he started his own burger yes. joint. So yeah, um, you also tried to start your own burger joint too. Yeah, I did. Uh, I tried to start one uh, over Bucks, on Bucks. Michigan. Uh, yep, uh, over on Michigan Avenue downtown Chicago. I tried to Bucks Pucks, and uh, people really didn't like. like they were, thought it was just a play on words uh, with the the puck. <laughs> Hamburger and uh, but, but I served were... them extremely well. Done. <laughs> <laughs> they were rubber, they were rubber. You gotta so, stick to the name. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I feel like I would be, I would be sued for lack of or uh, false advertisement. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um. Now, something uh happened to you pretty recently. Um, oh yeah. Very yes. like I would like in the last like prior to the rapture. Uh, yeah, but yes. not that long. It was like a week ago. Right? It was about uh, 
March fifteenth. March fifteenth. Yeah. yeah. So about a about a month a month ago and some change. Yep. Um. Now, uh, not a lot of people know this. I know that you you uh you've been trying to keep it hush hush, but mm. I, I think it's imp- it's important for people to know about this. Uh, yeah. you had a a, a a radioactive incident. Yeah, Michael. Um. Well, I was calling a game. Um, and as it turned out, a uh, meteorite from space mm-hmm. um, came down and uh, and intercepted the ball's path that was pitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitcher uh, Wendell P. Smith of the uh, Brooklyn Brawlers, new team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love them. <laughs> new, great new team. Uh through a pitch, uh, it was a slider going uh, right side of the plate on a left-handed banner. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a, a real uh, right outside the park with a grand slam. Yeah. And uh, well, he grand slammed it, but it wasn't the ball. It was a meteorite uh, with a rare, rare radioactive element uh, that we still have not uh, identified. He smacked it, boom, right into the uh, press box, and boom, it hit me right in the mouth. Uh, knocked out my chiclets and uh, swallowed it. Well, I swallowed it, yeah, I swallowed it, and it went right through it, in fact. Uh, right, actually, well, swallowed it, it went right through the back of my mouth like an extra wound, like a bullet. Holy and, crap. Uh, yeah, it was rough. Um, and uh, I could have sworn I died. Yeah. And I saw my life flash before me, you know, um, and, uh, you know, had some, thought about some things, you know, and uh, turns out that I was, I came back. You know, and what, when the ball hit me, I felt that my teeth had given out, you know. But I came back, and uh, my teeth were still there. My, there wasn't a hole, a baseball-sized exit wound in the back of my neck. And, uh, you know, and uh, I was 30 times stronger, and uh, I could uh, look on the field. I looked on the field. The first thing I did, you know, just to make sure everything was okay. And uh, uh, I, I uh, um, could see the the baseball player stats like a heads up display <laughs> my vision and uh yeah it, you know so I, I could see their RBIs their their penis size <laughs> you know and just all this sorts of you know does that factor in a lot to like the way they play baseball oh yeah I mean if your dongle isn't uh, dingling and hanging at the right angle you'll never hit a home run <laughs> oh so it's not just size it's angle <laughs> it's angle of the angle size of the rod uh, stiffness of the biffness, you know, it's it's all sorts of things that yeah. play into how good you are at baseball, and uh, <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful thing, Michael. So so your superpower is that you're just you're a little bit stronger, and you have like a heads up display. But, uh, I, I can also see your baseball stats too. Oh. <laughs> Let's just say you used to be a slugger back in the day, uh, but uh, I've never played baseball before. Oh, there's a you're you're. Uh, you're... Oh, I'm, I'm sitting in front of uh, uh, Hank Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. So, he's, oh, he's sitting wow. right behind me. <laughs> Hank, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, your baseball stats are pretty pathetic, my friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, zero across the board, including penis wow. size. No, <laughs> no RBIs. And, uh, yeah, as he said, there's nothing there. You, Nick. What? You, Nick. You're a, you're a eunuch. You know, you got, no, uh, you got no parts down there. I mean, it's just very little. Oh, well. <laughs> See my powers aren't. Uh, I can't. I can't see any. I. Can, I, I just can see the stats. You know the cold yeah. hard stats. <laughs> cold hard stats. Yep. Uh, just yeah. like uh, premium cold Miller Lite that you can get down uh, <laughs> at the uh, the vending booth out here at. Uh, oh, 
No, we're not at the no. Chicago Cubs field, are we? No. Oh, okay. You don't need to advertise well, the cool... Where cool... is somewhere where you can get a cold Miller line if the audience wants to hear? Uh, there's a... Let, just go down to the other side of the diamond and uh, you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah, it's over there. Uh, there's a bar down the street if you want to grab an ice cold Coors Light. Uh, you know, Taste the refreshing... Delicious taste well, of you, Coors you, Light. You must be a Chicago White Sox fan because they're they're course. Uh, we're Miller Light here at uh, Cubs. Yeah. You know, and, and to be honest, I used to be a Coors guy back when I used to do the the, the, the bats, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, they actually switched over to Budweiser, Anheuser Busch, and mm. uh, yeah, it's uh, never been the same. Never been the same over there in uh, Mets City City Field. So. So, uh, Kirsten, you're a huge Chicago Cubs fan, uh, being someone who's from Chicago. Yes. Uh, do you have any questions for the for our friend Buck Johnson here, our new superhero, Buck Johnson? I, you know, I'm just wondering how how you feel that commentating for the band has changed after the Cubs won the World Series a couple of years ago. Well, uh, as they say, the the curse was snapped, uh, and. Uh, there's two curses: the curse of the pettit for the Cubs, and the the curse of uh, of uh, me actually calling a, a World Series game. And uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. you hadn't called one before. Nope. Um, and it was, you know, I, some of it was choice, um, but uh, a lot of it other uh, was, uh, you know, they didn't want me there. No, you know, they were trying to put me and the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs down, and uh, I just couldn't handle it. Yes. You know? um, do you feel any, uh, uh, being that it is the rapture, um, uh, first of all, yeah, uh, uh, of solidarity course. that you haven't been uh, uh, called to paradise yet either? Uh, well, Michael, it's, it's a simple fact that I have some business left here. Uh, yes. And uh, the, the business being uh, I need to call – just a few more Cubs, uh, Cubs games, and uh, if they're the World Series, I hope so. Um, and I'm also uh, doing play-by-play for the Rapture too. Oh, uh, yeah, are you? Um, oh, yeah. can I, can we hear some? Um, what's the Rapture? What's Jesus' <laughs> baseball stats? Uh, he's batting a thousand, Michael. Yeah. And uh, and uh, his strikeout percentage is also what he's on the, the mound. Mm-hmm. Just one thousand again. He's striking. Sounds like you're striking, striking everyone out. Sounds like you're sucking up a little bit. Well, uh, <laughs> if I want to get off this uh, dusty planet, uh, Michael, I gotta I gotta you know kiss some uh, some holy rear end, you know. So yeah. and, uh, uh, so yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of the play by play of the Rapture and. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, <clears throat> this is something I actually saw, uh, and uh, an actual play that I, I tried to recreate it. Uh, uh, standing up on the mound uh, is Jesus H. Christ. He's got a he's got a wonderful record this year, um, and uh, and coming up to the to the plate is Satan, and uh, he's pitching or he's batting at six six six. His RBI is uh, hot. And uh, and here comes Jesus with the pitch, and it's a slider. No, no, it's a changeup, and oh, he strikes him out with the first pitch. Hallelujah! You know, uh, 
It's a wonderful thing. This game of how do baseball. You get, how do you strike out with one with a with, with, the, first, with the first pitch, Michael? Uh, because if you look close enough, Michael, uh, he actually threw three balls oh. with one pitch, Michael, oh. and. Uh, it was a wonderful thing. He's oh, he's a wonderful wonderful pitcher. He's crafty too. He can make water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Lord. Only uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes. Um. So, uh, you are also a fan of the arts, Buck, as uh, as I understand it. Of course. Uh, I mean, what would life be without art and baseball, Michael? Yeah, it'd be world not worth boring. Living. And no pastimes. It would just be big, dusty, raptured planet. No art. No baseball. No baseball. So, uh, uh, do you have any questions? We have a so Kirsten is an artist. Um, oh. Would do you have any any questions for for her? Uh, you know, Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten, rather. Uh, I I, I was wondering the other day. In fact, uh, how does an artist pick something up and say, you know what, I'm going to make a little thing with this. I'll say it's going to be art. You know, how do you do that? Well, seeing that I'm not technically in the fine arts, uh, where well, I now, make arts hear out me out. Things. I just listened to your music, and uh, it's both art and fine art. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, uh, plug it into what is that? Uh, uh, Napster. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to plug it into Napster and mm-hmm. uh, listen to it all night. Yes. You know, it's it's good music. But uh, go ahead. Well, thank you. Uh I mean, you know, I, from what I imagine in my limited, uh, uh, my limited experience making things in the physical world, <laughs> is that uh, Wait, it, we're not talking about the astral plane. <laughs> so. Well, you know, you you have a thing in your head, and mm. then you're like, I want to make that out of something. And then you're like. What would it be feasible and or interesting to make that thing out of? And then you get that material, and then you make the thing. You're crying, Buck. Well, I just can't help but think that. Just everything is a little bit of art, isn't it? Everything has a little bit of art. In it. You know, my, my mother, she used to make pancakes, and there was a little art in that. And, I know. Uh, you know, my mother, she uh, she didn't make the cut in, uh, to heaven or or... Or purgatory no. or limbo. She's uh, currently uh, uh, stuck in a time loop. Okay. Yeah, oh, stuck no. in a time loop uh, where uh, there the, it's like the time right before baseball and the time right before pancakes, and uh, <laughs> it's like that day right before those both those things were invented. And uh, you know, she's just having a horrible time. Doesn't yeah. know her family. It's like being stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. <laughs> What's the quantum realm? Oh, it's the quantum realm is. Uh, the place where uh, they send all the baseball players who uh, used to uh, perform enhancing drugs. Oh, yes. Uh, they straight since you get so so big in your baseball career, and you uh, you're able to slug so many balls that they uh, they slug you uh, a quite the, the changeup of a of a of a pitch, Michael, and it, uh, they shrink you down to a quantum size. And uh, they put you in like a little t- little ball, a baseball. Contain you in the field of a baseball here, inside of a baseball that you probably your last whole uh, run, and uh, and uh, and you're stuck in there forever. You know, you don't even know who your friends are. You know, they sometimes they give you juice, it's juice, yeah. like apple juice. Uh, it's 
Well, Michael, it's P. Oh, it's PP. Yeah, it's it's literally it's got a little apple concentrate because whoever was drinking before and made the the piece the 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 PFP the uh, was um, drinking a lot of apple juice. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, now, do you feel any responsibility to use your powers to help people in the rapture uh, to maybe become like a superhero? Well, um, Michael, my, my kids would say I'm already a superhero and I've always been uh, their father. Um, well, you know, as, as uncle, as Spider-Man's uncle Ben would say, with great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. Well, uh, as someone who cheered the death of uncle Bill or oh my God. uncle Ben, well, Hey, you know what? He's not going to become Spider-Man unless his, his people die, you know, he was already Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you cheer the death of the uncle or of Spider-Man? Uh, the uncle. Uh, yeah, Uncle Uncle Ben. Uh, he had to die. He was a he was a useful idiot. I don't know what to tell you. Useful idiot. Yeah, I mean, who who would he have been? He wouldn't have been Spider Man swinging to the uh, you know, the streets of New York and uh. And he chasing already down. was. No, he wasn't. He was trying out. He did like one match and he was wrestling uh Randy Savage. And uh, he was, yeah, you know, and Randy, you know, Randy Savage, he, he, he beat him up, and then Uncle Ben was like, before that, he was like, listen, if you're gonna be Spider Man, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to become accountable. Why do you think Uncle Ben said that? You, uh, because he didn't know he was. Oh, I think Spider-Man. he found his suit. You know, when you're when, old people have a knack for being intrusive. You know, yeah. it's just some something they do, and. uh um, I'd have to say that uh, he probably he probably found his suit. Was like, you know what? He's going to be a superhero. You know, I, mm-hmm. I bet he probably got into a tangle of some sorts and maybe bit by a radioactive spider. Some radioactive, you know, <laughs> and uh, and that's why that's why he uh, that's why he said it. So you're going to say, so you're saying that you don't feel the responsibility to oh, be a superhero. It's not that I don't feel responsibility, Michael. It's just that. Uh, I'm a I'm a busy man. I I've got uh, a lot of things to do, like call call Cubs games, and uh, it, there's other things that oh, I don't know. Uh, I like to kick in my pool. <laughs> He's kicking in your pool is yeah. more important than than helping the the people of the rapture. Oh, that's what Jesus is here for, right? I mean, the what about the people who he doesn't take though, who are stuck in this desolate, dusty wasteland? Well. I mean, I could provide you stats on baseball players, penis sizes, and their RBI and uh, swing speed. Um, mm-hmm. I could also give you a couple gift cards to Golden Corral on mm. behalf of the Cubs organization. Um, um, I actually we understand and we feel you un- understand that this trying time is going to be um, it's going to be tough for you. you okay. know? I would love a gift card to, to Golden Corral. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, oh, I don't, Michael. I don't have a mommy, you know, oh. so I, I'm gonna have to call someone. I, I mean, we were kind of looking forward to some Golden Corral. All right, we can go to Golden Corral on me. Oh. I'll pay. All right. Yes. Yippee! Everyone, I mean, do you have to be there with us? Uh, I yeah. want to spend much more time with you. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, that does hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I don't have to be there. But I think I'm going to be there just to 
provide you with some more in-depth stats and analysis on uh, the Cubs' upcoming season. Well, that's how, a, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I just wanted to ask how the the Cubs lineup has been affected by the rapture. Yeah, well, Marky Bobber has went to heaven, and uh, he's playing. He's playing. He's first up uh, the the lineup. Uh, for God Squad, and uh, that's another new MLB team. Yes. Um, and um, and then uh, uh, Susan Brown, mm-hmm. uh, she, you know she's she went had to go to heck, you know, and uh, oh. you know she turns out that she would all uh, double park her car at a at oh. a handicap parking spot. He went straight to hell. Oh God, that's uh, all it takes no. to go to hell. And, yep, and uh, well, she's willful. Willful parking of the car in. I still feel like that's not quite. That shouldn't be enough to condemn someone to hell. But I feel like I've done worse than that in my life. Well, I, my powers aren't to judge. It's just to to see the stats and uh, yeah. the cold heart stats. And uh, so we're we're gonna be just to to be honest with you. And I know the the Cubs organization is gonna be real upset with me saying this, but uh, we're we're gonna be. It's gonna be a kind of a rough year. It's gonna be a slow start. And uh, well, how are the other teams? Uh, they. All seem to be stuck here. Nothing's really, uh, oh. nothing's really changed with uh, any other uh, crews out there. So well, uh, there we go. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Batter up. That's <laughs> what I always say. Time for a new season. Great. Well, that's all the time we have for our show today. Thank you guys both. Thank you, Buck Johnson, for joining us. Thank you, Kristen Carey, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, and is there anything that you would like to plug, Kirsten? Yes, uh, we Throwaway will be playing the Ferndale Spring Fever Festival on Friday, April 28th. Uh, We will be at the Magic Bag opening for Lung and Fucked Up. Fucked Up. So. That's a bad word. I know, but it's their you're actual band to, you're name. You're not going to go to heaven if you say fucked up. But, but if I'm quoting a band name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then is you're already still... in the wrong circles. Oh. You're already doomed. Oh, golly. <laughs> Normally, in that uh, gray field, uh, they, uh, God wants you to say, that band that must not be named. Yeah. See? So. It makes him, makes him seem like Voldemort. Yeah. Well, uh, let's just say he's not You being... shouldn't say that name either, by the way. Let's just say oh, no! <laughs> it's not Voldemort to, uh, to, to play on the side of God. So. There we go. <laughs> And uh, and also keep an eye out for the new album yes. coming July 12th, you said? July, it, it will be on the internets July 12th. Uh, we will be having our release show in Detroit on uh, July 11th. Yes. And you should follow us on the Facebook or the Instagram or whatever. To, or the YouTube. Or the YouTube mm-hmm. and, and or all those things yes. uh, to keep updated on more details. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, for details, Facebook or Instagram for entertainment, yes. <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> uh, and also probably Facebook and Instagram. There's probably some entertaining stuff on there yeah, too. Yeah, there's there's some entertaining there's stuff. Uh, Buck Johnson, anything you would like to plug? Well, Michael, uh, the first thing I'd like to to plug is uh, is uh, you better watch out for Diego Rodriguez on the the mound this year. He's got a he's got a hell of a right arm, and uh, he's got that Tommy John's fixed up, and uh, he should be ready to go. And the the second thing I'd like to say is, uh, go Cubbies! <laughs> Great. And what is this last song you'd be showing? Is called. Oh, this is uh, the 
cut of Exotic Bird. That's a uh, a, a working cut from the new album. Awesome. Uh, so here is Throwaway with, wait, what's the song called? Exotic, uh, exotic Bird. Ex- <laughs> yes, Exotic Bird. Uh, uh, and we'll be back next week with Scott Krause of the Scott Cast and Detroit Songwriter Dispatch Podcast. Bye. This is a song where I express angst. Friday Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.